podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The tenth time they've made it! They've won a playoff campaign! And they've done it at Wembley! And for the first time in 74 years, Brentford will play in the top flight of English football! And he puts it in! Sergi Carrick has scored the first goal! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Elam Road podcast, a podcast for Brentford fans by Brentford fans. I'm kind of getting bored of that tagline, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I might take it out. It's a bit, it sounds a bit patronising, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> really, yeah, what do we think, Beast fans? Do I take out the tagline in the intro? Um, we very much hope you enjoyed the episode last week with Natalie Sawyer. Uh, hopefully we can welcome Natalie back to the podcast in the future for more discussion around specific games as opposed to what we did last week. And Natalie's also said that she might be able to help us out with some very exciting guests on in the future, getting some guests on in the future. So do stay tuned across our socials for special episodes. Uh, anyway, on with today's episode, joining me today in person is Clayton. Clayton, just the two of us again. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. We're also trialling a video uh, input so that we can potentially upload this to YouTube at some point, but this is just a trial run, so... If this does go up on YouTube, forgive us if the quality isn't great. There is a ladder in the background over there, but anyway. Working with what we got. Yeah, we're working, we're working with what we got. Next time, with a bit more preparation, we'll be all good. Um, but yeah, so to start things off, we'll talk a little bit about the Southampton game, take some questions from the GPG, try a new segment that I'd been thinking about for the last few days, and also look ahead to Arsenal. So, Clayton, we'll start with Southampton. Um, bloody brilliant again from the bees what was your thoughts on the game uh well I was, was just saying before we started recording yeah I don't I mean what's today Wednesday I've kind of forgotten it <laughs> but I, I did I did enjoy it I did enjoy it um I mean we were just miles better than them weren't we uh, yeah it's kind of simple as that um first half I think we struggled a bit I think maybe that thing again of kind of played down to level kind of not having that intensity when you kind of play a team like like Southampton kind of at the bottom. I didn't realise that until I checked after that they were bottom of the league. Mm. Um, shows how we're doing this season. Like, don't need to look down. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't check the bottom of the table. Um, might sound like a bit of a prick, but it's true. I, I, I just haven't last season. This time last season, we're constantly checking our yeah. five-point gap. Especially sure. this time last season. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no, I think we put... And, but I think the pitch played a bit into it as well, which you couldn't really seem to string like four yeah. or five passes together in the first half. Like, everyone was just a bit... Actually, was just kind of slow on the ball, mm. um, but we got there eventually. We yeah, eventually. Hundred uh, percent. You did want to talk a little bit about the pitch. It does look dreadful, doesn't it? I was watching uh, London Irish play. I can't remember who it was. I, I, was, I knew they were playing. I wasn't watching the game, but <laughs> God no. <Shame. laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it does look bloody awful out there. Um, I don't know if we did. We talk about it on the last pub when we were talking about the days where the pitch had to get ripped out. Uh, yeah, no, we, we did ready. mention it. We did mention it, but. It, um, it just seems to get worse every time now. Mm. Uh, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that the club put out like for a new chief of the ground staff like the day after Moyes complained about it, and it was definitely the worst it's ever been on um, on Saturday. You could you could see it from the west stand, and also you know on on the TVs they have in the stand mm-hmm. where obviously you can see a, like a live feed sometimes. Um, you could see like in, you couldn't see it to like the naked eye, but on the feed from high up you yeah. could see like it was all brown in the middle of the pitch as well yeah. like, every time the ball went on like the um halfway line it was like bobbling up 
I was, there was a couple of times like jump, almost jumping over someone's foot. It's like that's, you can't have that in the Premier League. It was really when we were when we weren't winning, it was still nil nil. It was really really doing my nuts, and I stopped caring after we started winning. But the bit just in front of the West End, especially um, kind of the last five yards, it's basically where that's where the tryout zone is in for the rugby because yeah. you can see the lines, yeah, yeah. and that's where the rugby. Uh, players, the subs warm up. Mm. They do all their drills and tackling and run. They run up and down behind the, the rugby posts. So like the, where Ray is standing, is just like completely battered for yeah. rugby players. So yeah, it's worrying. It's worrying because I, I think uh, with a bobbly pitch like that, some of the more technical players in the team, someone like Jensen, who mm. likes to sort of when the first pass is on, when he can just hit it first time over the top, like, which he does quite a lot. It's just get, it might just fuck him over in the future if yeah. it just bobbles up. But um, we can't we can't talk about the game without talking about that pass from Josh De Silva, which uh, led to the second goal. I actually have no idea how he's made that pass. Like it is, it's inch, inch perfect. He doesn't lift his leg up. It's how did he even see him? Like because there was like a collective groan in the in this ground when he played that pass because Mbwemo was on his right mm. and that was just the obvious ball to kind of progress it forward to Mbwemo cross it back in. He somehow in his peripheral vision just sees who was it? Um, was it Rick Henry? No, yeah, uh, Wissa, Oh, it was Wissa, yeah, yeah, and yeah, of course. Then he, and then Mbwemo ends up scoring at the end of the move. It's just like a great move. I just, I, I don't know how. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, normally when you think of a player playing a pass with the outside of the boot, like De Bruyne or Modric would normally do, the ball's in front of them. Somehow he's kind of managed to dig it out from yeah, behind it's him. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the the silver we know yeah, and we exactly. love. And he's finally. I remember when we got promoted. I was kind of saying to. Um, like kind of some of my friends they're like sport big city clubs like oh like what players to look out for and it was like De Silva was one of them I was like trust like mark my words like he, he's so good like it's just mm. the way he drives the ball moves like he just has that magic moment like that in him and, we, and we, we've spoke about it over the last couple of weeks yeah. like um, like maybe we won't get, he won't get back to that but he's just you know he's getting the minutes now he's starting every week and exactly. oh, that's absolute magic exactly um, we did touch on it before a couple of questions ago about uh, just sort of not looking towards the bottom end of the table. Southampton are obviously bottom. And it, I was actually really confident before the game. Before Bournemouth, I don't know why, but I kind of felt a little bit nervy, like it could be one of those games where you get where you get, get undone. But Southampton, I just feel like from the point that they appointed Nathan Jones, it was just a disaster waiting to happen. Um, obviously, Rasmus Ankersson was supposedly quite instrumental in the appointment of Nathan Jones. Um, former sporting director at Brentford, of course. What, what's your co-sporting director? Co-sporting yeah. director. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out, Charles. What's your what's your what's your thoughts on just Nathan Jones, the whole situation at Southampton? Well, um, have you seen like uh, like they there was like some the under twenty three they account like posted some under twenty three uh, like fixture result and all the replies are just like Nathan, oh, yeah, Jones, Jones out, out Jones yeah, out yeah, Jones yeah. out like he did that all for, like such a weird interview he's a weird bloke <laughs> yeah he's so strange he's really really unlikable yeah uh, there's like a, there was, there's some Southampton kind of fan group did a poll on Twitter got 89% people said they didn't mm. want a manager anymore well I just I didn't get it when they when they made the appointment it's just like I, I just don't understand no because if correct me if I'm wrong but like, so he was at, obviously done very good things with Luton yeah um Probably not like comparable to like something like Eddie Howe, like a lot more pedigree, mm-hmm. but kind of taking them from League Two to yeah. a Championship, close to the playoffs. But he went to Stoke at one point, yeah. completely failed, went back to Luton, and then he's basically somehow got yeah got this job. But like when I saw the appointment, it just didn't make any sense no. because like Hassan Hootsall, I mean, he has flaws. He had the, he had those stupidly big losses hmm. but he was still like a pedigree of manager and he, he played ca- a good brand of football as well exactly he, he was like a mini mini clock it was like yeah. you can get in this little 
angry guy to come and manage the <laughs> team that might and he's saying oh i'm compromised oh, it's just it's just strange. stinks it stinks yeah no it's strange uh, i'd be very surprised if he keeps his job um if they lose the next couple of games well to be fair even before even if they lose the next one i think the right might be on the wall for him um ben me another unbelievable performance i think sort of since chelsea at home where brozier kind of exposed him a bit for pace i remember uh, since that game near enough every game he's been 10 out of 10 um, another blinded performance on Saturday. Signing of the season? It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, he had a bit of a slow one at Leeds, didn't he? But, um, I mean... Everyone had a slow one at Leeds. Because yeah, exactly. he was he was mustered again. Like, wins that header for the goal. Mm. Knocks out two players. Knocks out himself. <laughs> Absolute bullet header as straight well. Straight back across the pitch. <laughs> a great ball in as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. It was on uh, Bremo's weak foot. Mm. Uh, one of the best games I've seen in Bremo play uh, in a Brentfordshire for a while. Yeah. Very, very, very good. Yeah, uh, Steve Holland was in the crowd for the game on Saturday. Lots of noise around Rika Henry. Also saw on Twitter there's some speculation that he might have been there to watch De Silva or Ben Mee, which I kind of think probably wasn't the case because I don't think... Well, I think De Silva could be good enough in the future, but he's got to start playing the way that he was in the championship yeah. consistently because against Leeds he had a stinker. No, like there's a, no De Silva for me, as much as I've just guessed him. No, yeah, but he's, he's, he's nowhere near. And, and I've seen people speak about Ben Mee as well. Um, and probably, I mean, if you're picking purely on form, but I mean, we know what Southgate's like. He's not, yeah. and what's the point? He's like a 30, like the next tournament, he's not going to play, so you're not going to pick him. Exactly. So for me, it can only be what Rico Henry and Tony. Uh, it's not going to be Tony. Yeah, it's not going to be Tony. Yeah. Um, and then on what, the Southampton side, they're probably watching Ward Prowse. That's it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of getting to the point now where I'm looking at the way Rico Henry performs every week. And you're just thinking, what more does he have to do to get a call up? I literally, I don't know. I don't know how he's not had more interest in the club. I know when, I think it was maybe the season we lost to Fulham or the season before, mm. that we had a few bids, like I think Aston Villa and Everton, yeah. I think they had a, we had a few bids for like 15 million we never mm. took up. But I'm so surprised like no one's, maybe, it's, do you think it's his height or something? Mm. But he, like, as someone that watches him week in, week out, like, he's so good. I've never seen a player beat him for pace. Mm. Mo Salah, uh, I mean, who was the the winger that was a doozy for, yeah, 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 yeah. for Southampton? I thought he looked a decent player. Um, I was saying afterwards, again, I think he's played any other, most other left-backs in the league. He probably mm. would have had a very good game because he looked very tricky, quick yeah. turn of pace. Rico Henry wasn't really a problem for him. Exactly. Especially because, like, <clears throat> apart from, obviously, Luke Shaw is the is a stalwart choice in that England side. But Ben Chilwell is an injury-prone injury all the time. Oh, and he's clear of, um, what's the Palace player, left-back? Oh, Mitchell. Yeah, Sorry, exactly. Mitchell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just, I, I, I can't really understand. You know Mitchell used to, Jordan used to play with Mitchell <laughs> in the <laughs> Brentford Academy. Yeah, they were in the same <laughs> age group. Yeah, he seems like a bit of a tosser, that Mitchell. Every time I've seen him in a game, there's always highlights of him getting into a scrap with someone or other. I mean, Rico Henry's definitely better than him. But he's made the England, like, a few England squads. Yeah, the, the only thing that I would say that may, might be letting him down is that he doesn't offer as much going forward as, as a Luke Shaw, potentially. But then, you know, he does come up with assists and on Saturday he made a great cross for Jensen's third. And the thing is, for whatever he lacks in going forward which isn't much in my opinion he makes up for defensively because like you said there's not a right winger in the league that will have the better of him on any given day because he's not going to do him for pace he's not going to do him for strength yeah like and, he, and like for England like set pieces and stuff you can just like like we do you can just leave him back like no I've never seen anyone beat him for pace from the halfway line like mm-hmm. he's just so quick mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, well, like we said, when you win 3-0, it depends who you win 3-0 against, but there's not really much to say. Like, Brentford just keep winning, and it's just like, yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we are, we're good. <laughs> we're quite good at the moment. It's about where, like, where do we size up against these teams? I thought there was a question on on the thread about kind of a couple more games into this run, like, where, where what's our realistic expectations? Yeah. I think it was, was, do we renew the passport or something Yeah, like it that? was uh, it was Aslan Tight. asking where we're finishing this season now that we're over the halfway point. What would you be happy with, like, realistically? Realistically, I'd be happy with with 7th or 8th or ninth, to be honest. If you finished 10th, would you be disappointed? I mean, no. Not, not, I don't think I would be. No, not, not really. It would just be a highest finish. Yeah, exactly. It, w- it, would be, it would be an improvement on last season, and we've shown in this season um, that we can mix it with the top six. <laughs> Big WhatsApp notification. Need to meet my computer next time I record one of these. <laughs> Ricky error. <laughs> but yeah, we've, we've, we've got... Uh, pristine record against the top six so far bar that Arsenal game which hopefully we'll get some revenge for on Saturday but you know we've this season we've we've gone to new heights in terms of in terms of going into these games and thinking I remember Natalie said it on the podcast last week where you're going into these games and you're actually thinking mm. you know what we might actually get a point out of Man City away whereas last season it was just like we're happy to be here I'm still happy to be here don't get me wrong but now it's like, okay, well, there's a foundation we're building on it. And if next season we make a few more signings, we keep hold of our good players, which I'm not sure we'll do. Yeah. But, you know, it's Brentford. We trust in, trust in the process. In when I think, yeah, I think for me it's the same. Like, 10th would... I th- I'll, t- I'll take 10th. I don't know if I'll take it now. Because <laughs> um, I mean, there's, that, there's that Tony band movie yeah, as well, exactly, which we yeah. kind of just, like... Just, it's just weird. blissfully, <laughs> just forget about. We've had our meltdowns on the podcast before. Then, then he came back. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think. It's um, strange. I guess just yeah. I think everyone in the fan base is just kind of ignoring it. Um, hopefully, his lawyer's doing his work. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, he's got the Man City lawyers. Uh, the, no, I think they might be a bit busy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll go into the questions from the GPG then. Tom Reynolds asks, is Klaus Norgard a genius, the new assistant manager that we brought in a few weeks back to replace Brian Reamer? It could well be, you know, because um, I've seen a few threads on Twitter which were making some very good points, basically since he came in and, mm. and Reamer took the... It was an Anderlecht job. Yeah, Anderlecht. Uh, <laughs> Will went on the Anderlecht podcast. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, since he left, we basically figured out how to defend set pieces which we haven't been able to do since we joined the Premier League. Yeah. And that's probably got us at so many points yeah. since. Um, and we've kind of just looked better in certain areas since. So, yeah, he could well mm-hmm. be. He's got he's kept pretty low profile. But I think for um, assistant managers, that, like they can do. like It has to be kind of like a long, long-term, yeah. like someone like Brian Reamer, we almost kind of got to know because he'd been in the club for yeah, so long. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, like, and... Like, and when Frank was one of the assistant coaches, like, I didn't really know much no. about him when he first got. Like, no. I don't think I even even knew that he got to. Like, I guess maybe that's just my ignorance, but mm. I mean, it's a good while ago. That like when he got promoted into as assistant manager, did he do a, a year as a first team coach with Bron- before? Was it Bronby? Was it? Yeah, I think. Um, but yeah, then he quit because someone because the owner was yeah. uh, talking about him on a fan forum mm. in a, on a burner account. Yeah, it's a good story. Thank but you, thank you for doing that, Mister Owner of Bronby. <laughs> Hundred um, oh. percent. Right, yeah, it's it's funny though because it did feel like you knew more about Brian Reamer um, than we do well, than we do about assistant managers in general. But um, 
Yeah, no, maybe he is a genius. I, I tend to, I tend to agree with. Has, that. has he done like any like interviews with the club or anything? No, I don't. I don't think he has. I haven't seen any posted oh, by. Maybe the club. We should, maybe we should get him on the podcast. Yeah, well, we've got some contacts now, so hopefully we can. Uh, uh, both Norgards, Norgard squared. Yeah, <laughs> we actually could do that. That would be a great pod. Get Will to pull some strings. <laughs> uh, Aslan has also asked about left-footed centre-back pairings and if Pontus gets back into the team, if we went to a back three on Saturday, what do you reckon? Uh, no. No? No. Who, what, who? Aya. Instead, Aya. Well, yeah. I mean, Aya, I think... I think I was surprised that when we went to back four, he got dropped, but I thought it kind of meant that Frank was definitely paying attention to form. Mm. And, like, he was has been a bit... Shake it, just kind of, it's just not completely match fit yeah. on his way back Ring in. Rest. Um, I think I mentioned it last week uh, about Pinnock playing on the right side of a two. It does look a bit awkward, yeah, but it works. He's still absolute Rolls Royce, so mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. Exactly. Um, but no, as a football purist, it does. I, I do like a right weird. foot and a left foot, yeah, because yeah. he's not like the. He doesn't have the most expansive passing range yeah. uh, on, on a rugby pitch. It makes it worse. <laughs> um, but it didn't, I mean, clean sheet, didn't want too detrimental, was yeah. it? So, Did you see that uh, who scored rating of like the top centre-backs in the Premier League so far this season? Was he up there? Ethan Pinnock and Ben Mee were in the top three. Ethan Pinnock's story is just crazy, no, isn't it? And he doesn't, he kind of, because of how good Ben Mee's been this season, he's not kind of got the credit yeah, that definitely. he deserves. Because I could say that for every Because he's the other side of 30 as well, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, I'm I mean, not sure if he's quite 30 yet, but he's definitely... <laughs> he's definitely have a look before I get <laughs> slated again. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, the, it's the same for a lot of people in the team. Um, they don't quite get the credit that they deserve because there's been like standout performance this mm. team in this season, like Tony and Ben Mee and Jensen. Whereas I think everyone's had a had one of their best seasons to date. Uh, Ethan Pinnock is 29. <laughs> I mean, round it up, he's 30. Okay, I wasn't too far off. Uh, yeah, but again, see, look, we're learning from our mistakes here. Exactly. I, d- I didn't <laughs> exactly. make a false claim there. <laughs> well, I did, but we corrected it. Yeah, we need he's, to check. He, he's still getting there though. <laughs> yeah. 100%. But he's probably got he's got a good good few years left in him. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say so. I, we don't need to, and he, ne- he never gets really injured that much. Like, I remember last season he got injured for a little bit, but it's never been like a sustained period. Like Janssen's been sort of in and out mm-hmm. from the championship day, sh- championship days up until the Premier League days. He got like yeah, he got that one injury, didn't he? Where they and he played against Burnley. And yeah. He was injured and he was awful. Yeah, <laughs> bless him. Um, do you think we'll sign a, a centre back in the summer? I think we kind of have to, given the age yeah. profile of a few of our centre backs. Well, I mean, it depends. It depends if Janssen's off. I would. The way things are going, I would I would assume that he'd be wanting to play first team football all the time. Yeah, I think and he's going to go back to Malmo at some point. We know that. Frank said in an interview he'd love to have him back next season. Mm. But I mean, like we don't miss him. Like well, I miss him as a character and I love him, but we don't miss him on the pitch. Yeah. Like, I, like I like I think you said it the other day. Like the leadership mm-hmm. has like developed elsewhere. And like even Jensen, mm-hmm. he's quite a leader on the pitch now. Tony Norgard Raya. Um, but if you look at you know, kind of at the age profile, obviously Ben Mee's having a blinder, like yeah. what he'll hopefully take that into next season. You've got Pinnock, you've got Ayer, but kind of behind that, if Pontus leaves, I mean, Charlie Goods, Charlie Goods, Mads Becks, Mads Becks. <laughs> so you're probably looking, <laughs> but I'm not missing anyone, am I? No. No. 
Oh, Zanka. Zanka as well. That's just he, good cover, though. He, That's could good be cover. Off, he could be off next season as well. He wasn't even supposed to sign last season, but he had signed an extension. Well, it wasn't an extension. He yeah. just signed on for another year. Well, no, he, his contract ran out and he was he was doing his rehabilitation of us. Oh, okay, and yeah, then he yeah. was fit again. No one else picked him up. So mm. we're like, well, you know, come back then. Yeah. But he's been, again, he's been phenomenal when he's played. <laughs> well, I mean, what a signing that was. Like, yeah. like I would when we signed it, I was like, that's a bit strange. Like, I remember yeah. when he played for Huddersfield. It wasn't anything special. And I think it, where, I don't know, can't remember where he'd gone and played in the meantime. Um, but he's he's always been good when he's come and stepped in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely better than uh, Sorensen and um, and uh, Charlie Good. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely better than yeah. them. But yeah, I think I'd I'd like to see a centre back in in the summer. Yeah, someone a younger age profile. But I'm sure there's been those players we've been chasing so we for a while. So we don't see Pontus getting back into the team for the back three. No, no, I don't think so. I think Aya, yeah, I think Aya. Because I think even Zanka, Zanka's fit at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he'd start over him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't actually say where we think we'd finish <laughs> from the last where question. Where we think we'd finish? Where I think we'd finish? I think we'll finish eighth. Do you think the top four stays as it is? Think Newcastle get top four? Um, I, I don't see why they don't. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they drop out for any reason. They've looked pretty solid all season. Um, so then, who? So who's you got? I, th- I don't think. I don't think Liverpool will will get back the form that they. Were Do well. you think Chelsea will? Uh, I don't know. Is it? The thing is, they've, they've made all these signings. They too can't good not, not to. in a way. Exactly. I feel like, like obviously, they're going to give Potter time, and that's the right thing to do. But if if they get to the end of the season and they don't finish in any sort of European spot, mm-hmm. like that is pretty bad, given how like that squad's worth like yeah, a exactly. billion a billion pounds. Well, Chelsea spent more than <laughs> more than every other league combined in one window. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you look at the table and you t- presume that top four doesn't change, then you've got Tottenham. You're kind of nailing on to get fifth. I think it's so interesting this season because you have that Chelsea, Chelsea and Liverpool down there, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, maybe Chelsea resurrect and finish sixth, but you've got kind of us Brighton. Like Liverpool are like fully washed. Yeah. So like, I I wouldn't be I I wouldn't be surprised if we like f- finished above them. Yeah. I uh, would no, I wouldn't be. I'm more wor- more worried about Brighton. It's like it's I see it's us. It's Bright. I think Brighton are a better team than yeah. us. I think we're better than Fulham. I think they they rely on Mitrovic and Leno. Yeah. Basically, like, Len- like Mitrovic will either score like and score a winner, or they're, like they're still a good team. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but so are we. We're more uh, more rounded team, although they, like their midfield is pretty mustard to be yeah, fair, yeah. Um, which pains me to say it. <laughs> um, my hatred for Fulham is not as much as QPR, so it's a bit easier to yeah. say. If it was QPR, I'd be like completely <laughs> biased. Not that I don't, not that, I don't, not that. No, I don't that'd be like a good them. reverse fixture when we play them at our place. And yeah, yeah, and, and a bright. We've got. I'm, I'm away on holiday, unfortunately, because it's out right. on the Easter. But that would be a big one. But that home game uh, on the fourth. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm not sure. I can. I don't see there's anything wrong with it. Uh, apparently they're trying to organise a TIFO display in the West End for the Fulham oh, really? home game. What do you think about that? A TIFO? What, is in like the athletic thing? No, what, no, no. What, what do you mean? Uh, like a, a display. Um, so apparently they had something in place. I know a few people that were trying to... I don't know. Because like Frank's like quite keen on it. So yeah, like they have like a small engagement board. I think I think you know a few people yeah. that have gone to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where he was kind of campaigning for like more so basically ultras. apparently they'd, ag- they'd agreed to have like uh, paper not like thin bits of paper yeah and then like you have basically one on each seat it just makes a, I don't know some sort of sign in the yeah. West End like they did it for the Ukraine game yeah there was, but apparently it's like sustainability is the issue but do you think that's good I think it'd be something nice to have uh, yeah. if it's done in the right way and it doesn't look it doesn't look like you're putting clappers on people's mm-hmm. seats I think it'd 
I think it'd be cool. I don't know. I've kind of got a problem with, I don't know, the weird kind of European ultras movement. I just don't think it belongs in, in the English game. I don't know why. I think the Palace, like the Palace Ultras, I think they're fucking ridiculous. And, <laughs> yeah, but they're a bit cringe. Yeah, exactly. But this is not yeah. like this is not like a core group of fans. This would yeah. just be like a display to show the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be cool. Because yeah. something, for, and another thing I love about Frank, um, as much bum the Kings we did with, with Natalie, <laughs> including herself, which she admitted herself. Uh, she gave us some good good insight there. It was a great interview. Really enjoyed that. Um no, he's really, from what I've heard, like Frank's like really keen. Like he's personally at these meetings with fans, mm. um, kind of our age, uh, a few mutual friends where he's trying to get people um, to kind of just understand what the fan base is like because uh, basically was saying like he's used to, him and a lot of the players that have played in Europe are like used to like these big fan displays yeah, and like yeah. constant noise. I think he's kind of understood that's kind of not the same in the English game. Um, like you said yeah but like yeah this is not like we're not putting a drum in the back of the west end like yeah, god exactly. forbid <laughs> no. i don't think matthew Bennon would allow that i'm pretty sure i've heard him say in an interview before that he can't stand drums or, I, or, or was that gold music it might be gold music i like i'd like to know what people think like what they think of that like but not like for every game like yeah. like fulham like a fulham at home yeah yeah but it's not far away now yeah exactly it's like well, three I weeks guess, i guess you wouldn't really know until you saw it but i mean if 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 that's what he wants, then give him what he wants. Give him everything. Exactly. Uh, Dynamite asked for an evaluation of the transfer window and specifically about whether it was an unambitious move to only sign one player during the window. Um, well, I mean, well he, he, to be fair, he, he worded it as was it ambitious or unambitious? But like, I just don't think it's either. To be honest, I think we signed a player for a position where we know we're going to probably lose uh -huh. our main striker, and, and we didn't, didn't really need to sign any anyone else. No. Because for for once, and I think that's what separates it from last season, when we went on that awful run and we didn't have any backup in any positions, that's what that's where the yeah was. everyone was fuming. And yeah. it was like basically, yeah, we just signed Ericsson and waited till everyone came back from injury and yeah, we were exactly. fine. Yeah. Whereas this season we've had basically a fully fit squad the whole season mm -hmm. and we're in seventh. So exactly. Um, it's I don't think it's a lack of ambition. When's the last time we made bumper signings? Oh, that's the biggest signing we've ever made in January. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously it's a loan, but it's, it's basically Options like 25 buy, yeah. mil-ish. Yeah. Ish. yeah. Um, what have you thought of him from the minutes you've seen? He looks, he looks lively. I, I just don't think, with the until you see him really start a game, I don't think you can form a, a solid impression because he kind of seems like one of those players where if he comes on for the last 10... Obviously, he might do something good, mm. but he's not like a whisser in the way that he'd come off for the last 10 and win you the game. Yeah, but is, like, is, he's not going to, we're out of all cups now, so he's not going to get a chance to start. Yeah. But basically, well, unless Tony gets injured, rested, or dropped. <laughs> arrested uh, or, or rested. Rested. <laughs> I mean, they might get arrested <laughs> <laughs> or banned. So, yeah. But he reminds me of, um, I've said it before, he reminds me of Ollie Watkins. Yeah. Similar build. Yeah. No, like, they're definitely signed. I don't know if you noticed it in, in the game on Saturday. The last 10 minutes, basically, when we'd won the game after we scored the, the third goal, um, Tony played on left wing. They put Charlotte out front. Tony was still on the pitch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because, wow. um, and it must... Just to try it. Yeah. It must be their priority, I think. Because yeah. he, he's definitely the Tony replacement. Yeah. He's got... Yeah, he's like kind of the same height as Watkins. He's got... Watkins had pace. He looks raw. Which yeah. So did Watkins when we got him as well. Also, it's a bit of a difference. Got Freiburg versus Exeter City, but I mean, we've got we're going places now. Haven't we? um, yeah, I think I think he's kind of a raw winger, good player, um, definitely absolutely rapid. Uh, I think they'll try transitioning into a striker. Yeah, well, I wouldn't like if 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 the ban happens with Tony, it would be hopefully 
in a couple of months' time. Well, to be fair, it's how does it how does it work? Like, if it gets banned in like April, does it does it apply? Does it run into the next season? I would assume so, because it's like a ban from football. It's not it's not a ban. It's like it's like it's like it must be weeks you have get like yeah. if you get like a twenty eight week ban, it must be like twenty eight weeks. weeks of football last yeah, season. <laughs> I assume so. I assume so. Uh, the only other area where I think we may have done well to sign someone would be at left back, just because of how pivotal Henry's been, and we don't have a natural naturally left footed sided player. Hickey. No. Oh yeah, because he's playing on the. Oh yeah, because he's left footed. He plays right. You just okay. forget it because he's so good on his right yeah, foot. Yeah, no, okay. he's, but he basically had his two footed. Yeah, but that well, that would mean playing Mazuroslev. But you know, Mazuroslev has been fantastic. It's probably as well. easier to find a right back than it is a left back. Yeah, yeah, but I would just like just just in terms of what we'd miss without Rika Henry. Like we've waxed lyrical about him being so good this season. Well, yeah, I was think I was thinking earlier when we were talking about um, losing the players because it's only our second season. We didn't kind of set the world on fire in the first. Like, you look at like us and Brighton, we're quite like we're very very similar. So mm-hmm. like, even down to the down to the owners yeah. uh, in terms of them used yeah, to yeah. work with each other, um, all stats based and everything. But like they they seem to obviously they've been in the Premier League a good like three four five seasons longer than us. Mm-hmm. But they seem to be like at the the pinnacle of kind of money ball and like selling these players for, like stu- like we've got. Like we've got a very good record, yeah. but if you put it in the context of Brighton, Brighton it's ridiculous. absolutely dwarfed. Like yeah. Cucurella, all these like can say the pet side for like a mill. Well, like, well, I think it was like two and a half, two point five. They're going to get like sixty, seventy probably in the summer from someone. Yeah. Um, More than that, well, the Arsenal bid like seventy million, didn't they? So yeah, they're going to get, get some. Yeah, they're going yeah, to get. Um, it's like so. When is that going to ha- start happening to us? Like when are we those players like our players like that going to start getting? Because well, it's going to happen eventually, isn't it? I would have started by saying it would be Tony, but because of this ban, it won't. It, yeah. it might not happen for a while. But it's just, it just—I mean, it just depends on how it evolves with every transfer window. If we keep yeah. bringing in these diamonds, who we're we finding. But to be fair, like there was a run where we found Ben Rama, Morpé, and Watkins all within the same sort of time period, and then sold them on for. In the championship, we kind of had ebbs and flows, didn't we? Because like you'd you'd build up like a really cohesive squad, and then we'd get picked apart bit in the summer and picked apart bit. Yeah. But then you'd ha- kind of have the signings from maybe a window or two before. Mm-hmm. Like you could see in hindsight, you can see what they were doing the whole time, and it yeah. works on the most part. But um, kind of the last two seasons we're in the championship, we kind of built like a not a super team, but like I, w- I was w- funny enough this morning, I was watching um, uh, Thomas Franks. What's it called? The when they do break down the game. Oh, the masterclass. Masterclass, yeah. yeah but I, was, I didn't realize he'd done one for the playoff fi- final as well. It just popped oh, up on my recommended. I thought, I thought there was only one for the Arsenal game. Yeah, no, it was from like eight months ago, but I, oh. I never watched it. Um, and it was really, and I, he was going through the starting lineup. I was like, Christ, that's like a bloody good team. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I know. Yeah. For the, the team we had, like uh, when I thought it, it was when he said, "Oh yeah, we've got Tony and the bum out front." I was like, "Yeah, those two like rip it up in the prep." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. did it at Man City. Lugard, be... Jensen, De Silva would have been in the squad. Yeah, uh, Rika Henry, yeah. Pontus Jansen. No, De, no, De Silva was he was injured, wasn't he? Oh but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He still had no hip. But it's, it's like I, I think it's like eight of the starting eleven. And like Roslev, like Roslev got that assist. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Like the team was, ridic- was ridiculously good. Uh, anyway, back to my point, if I can get back to it, <laughs> <laughs> was like we had, we basically in those last two seasons, we, I think the maybe the strategy kind of changed to like, oh, let's keep the team as strong as possible. Like we're not, if we get offers in for these players, which I'm sure they did, kind of Ben Rama was the last one of those big players to go and because he wanted to. Yeah. They kind of like sold it onto the other players. They're like, you know, we'll stay. This is a push. Like we're in the place to get it, which they probably were looking to do for ages. Do you think that like still stays in place now? Because like we don't need the money because we're in the Premier League. Like, like there's so much, like all the TV money. So like 
we'd only sell if one the player wants like say like Raya like I, I think Raya could go well good because did you yeah, see um, yeah, Larissa's yeah, yeah. out for like eight weeks or yeah, something six yeah. weeks uh, so that, I reckon that could be the end of him at Spurs well, so. I, I still think I still think the mantra is if everyone has a price everyone has a price and if, if the price is met then we'll sell but like with the way that the players are performing you're looking at our top performing players the price just keeps going up like before the ban how much do you think Tony goes for in, in today's market like, like 60, 60 mil 60 at least because he's English as well because he's English as well exactly so I don't know I was just going to I think he would have just gone back to Newcastle for like 60 mil yeah because like, well, that's such a good that would be such a good signing for him mm-hmm but like they've definitely got a way. They'll definitely have a way of valuing players based on their performance in the season. They're all statisticians, so they're going to be able to see how the price would fluctuate in the market with regards to how they're playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But if you take Tony away from it, like really in the summer, like who, who, like Raya, Raya's one. Okay. But how much do you think he's worth? To Spurs, what I, I think. He's got a year, year left on his contract. Yeah. Twenty-five thirty. I think you get twenty, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got, only got a year left on his contract, so. Mm-hmm. 20. We take that though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, he'll be so hard to replace. Well, we've got Strakosha on the bench and he was playing at Lazio last season. Yeah, but I think he's Papa Tom Hams, isn't he? Yeah, well. He's really not impressed. <laughs> we were speaking about it in the pub um, on Saturday. Mm. And it's just like that. We went to. We went to the a lot of us went to the Colchester game and it's like this it was like kind of laughing like oh this guy played in like yeah the, the Lazio Roma derby is like <laughs> and now he's at Colchester he was at the the job centre community <laughs> stadium um and he just he just didn't look very comfortable and like mm. just and then obviously I wasn't at the West Ham game but we've all seen the clip where he yeah just, yeah so and then like Fabrizio has been saying oh he wants to leave he wants to go back yeah. but he's been injured so I don't know that some of that doesn't sit too too well with me mm. um, I think and he's, he doesn't, his distribution looks like nothing like as good well, as Ray is but I don't think, think you'll ever find someone exactly. I was just going to say I don't think anyone's distribution in the league bar like Edison so we're going to get worse in that exactly. sense uh, but then uh, who else like Rika Henry Rika Henry I would say I don't know why Norgard doesn't attract more, atten- more attention it, that's fine with me yeah exactly <laughs> Norgard's, Norgard's absolutely brilliant like yeah, and he's been consistently brilliant for since since he signed for us. Didn't didn't Napoli bid like thirty million for like a Buemo in the oh, summer? Oh yeah, I saw I saw that. I see, I did see that. There was, wasn't there like rumours earlier in the season that he was going to be off in January. Yeah, Buemo, like a. I don't know if it was Napoli or it might have been a, a league a team. But I'm sure like his like raw statistics, like especially with his XG and like especially assists, is like mm. really good. Like yeah. probably pops up like top of scouting in terms of statistics at the time. Um, I think like we said, probably not. But then like, you, but then we've spoken about it. Like, you look at the bench; it's like that is just ready mm-hmm. for like for them all just to come in. But there, there will be because we're only in the Premier at the moment, and we're playing like you don't play as many games as the Championship. There's mm-hmm. just like, and we're out of all the cup competitions. There's a lot less time for players like like we signed KLP and Damsgaard in the summer. Yeah, they basically they've started like one game each. I know. It's nuts. It, it's, it's it's like you can't really say you, you can't really have any qualms with it because it's like well, why no, don't don't, don't change it. We're it's winning. Fine. We're winning. It doesn't exactly. matter. Um but I it's like I feel sorry for them in a way because it's like every time I well, I, I know there are people that don't really rate KLP when he's played. But I think I think he's been brilliant when he's played. I, I, I think it's a good I think he'll be good. There. Yeah, no definitely, but it's like how long does it take and like how much of a, I think they probably something they come to in, in the summer mm. as a recruitment team is like, do we loan someone, one of the, like, do yeah. we loan them out to get them like at least six months of football and then bring them back or something like that? Or do you keep them in the club so they learn the system more? Like, what do you do? Mm. It'll it's be difficult. interesting to see. That'll be like our next test. 
because yeah. obviously we'll finish where we finished this year. Like mm. it's, it's already a big tick. Like it's, it's the season. Yeah. <laughs> Clip me when we get ready. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Not possible. Anyway, we've we've uh, we've gone on a bit of a tangent, but I hope we answered all the questions for the GPG. I think we did. Um, so this uh, this next section of the podcast is a new segment that we are going to trial today called Away Days. And essentially what I'm going to do is name a notable away fixture in the last five to ten years. And it will be your job and whoever else comes on the podcast and the listener at home to name the result that day and the goal scorers from that day as well. Uh, then we'll have a little bit of a chat about the game. Uh, there'll be at least one of us that's gone to the game from, from the four of us that normally do it. And uh, we might get some funny stories from that day. Definitely have some from this game. So today's game will be Millwall away in the 14-15 season. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll give you and the listeners a few seconds to answer if you know the answer. Results and scorers from the day. So no, so well, I'll be. I'll admit it here. Uh, well, given a bit more time to think, that Michael gave me a heads up before, <laughs> and I was already stumped then. Because uh, you're going back. I mean, it's, you're not going back that far, but I mean, I don't know how you could. I just had a bit of a long day, and uh, <laughs> you know, um, and also I think I was one of those ones where parents wouldn't let me go to Millwall yeah. for a while. So yeah. I think the first game I remember going to Millwall away was. Uh, I mean, not like that anything happens. You just got, go down the alley behind mm-hmm. the ground. And But I think the first game, I remember... I don't think it was the one where Macondes made his, like... I don't know if it was his debut, but he was, like, taking free kicks and warming up by himself before the game. And we were all so excited. But that was, like, 20... must be, like, 2018 or mm, 17 we signed him. I think it might have been a year before. Was, was that like when Bieland got a red card in the first yeah, minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we lose? Or was you, I, was I think like, we lost 1-0. I think, I think. We, Yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Well, but, it might have been 2-1. yeah. So, so yeah, no, I'm stumped, stumped, stumped. Stump. Okay, well, the score was 3-2 to Brentford that day. 3-2. Goal scorers were Andre Gray twice and a Danny Shitu own goal. <laughs> <laughs> that does ring a bell now. That I, does I ring a bell. I can't believe you don't remember this game because it was one of the, one up there with like top five away days. It was, it was brilliant. We went 2-0 up. Uh, Millwall brought it back to 2-2 and then five minutes after they scored their equaliser, we went down the other end and I'm pretty sure Harley Dean like pushes Danny Shitu into yes. his own net and the ball goes in and he goes in with the, with the ball as well <laughs> um, no VAR <laughs> so yeah if anyone got that at home well done uh, what, so, so you were there I was there yeah yeah of course mate of course any, I was there uh, any particular <laughs> memories any funny stories yeah so so they kept us I don't know if they do this for every Millwall game we do it quite often they keep you in the ground after after the game but I, specifically for that day because it was just like one of those shithouse smash and grab results especially because mm-hmm. they brought it back to, to 2-2 after being 2-0 down so there was a lot of back and forth between the stands and I'm, I I remember that we had a fairly packed out away end because obviously it was only Tuesday night Mill was not far for any Brentford fan that lives in London which is probably 99.9% so there was a it was a packed away end and there was just a lot of back and forth from the crowd. <laughs> now I know it was, wasn't there because it was a Tuesday night yeah. I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, I was there. I, I had like, a, I think my uncle came with me, one of my uncles mate. There was, like, there was a big group of us going. Yeah, it's the benefits of family yeah, going exactly. to Brentford. Um, but I remember being stuck out in the cold and the wet because it was raining and we were all just being kept in the oh on the, in the alleyway yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm like, I remember one of the ones I remember being like little 17 year old had a house party to go on the Saturday night I was like two hours late because it came in the fucking thing I was so annoyed <laughs> uh, Andre Gray braced that day remember Andre Gray any any thoughts on him as a, in his service to the club <laughs> Callum McGuire wore an Andre Gray shirt to nine aside and, uh, on Monday night and right. he was basically the opposite of Andre Gray <laughs> Andre what? Gray was like the first of just a long line of strikers. Mm. But then if you look back, he like could barely kick a ball at some point. I know. He, I was, I was going to say, like, he is the least aesthetically pleasing footballer 
in the world. Like you look at someone like Harry Kane, who when he hits it, you know, he strikes through it and it's just satisfying. The way Andre Gray hits a ball, it's like he no, doesn't bend his knee. It's like a straight leg. But, you know, he still scored, I think it was like 18 goals for us in that in that first season. You know, yeah, the goal, the Middlesbrough one. Yeah. Uh, that, like, he like barely put it into yeah. But it was quite a hard angle it to was, be yeah, fair. No, I remember, yeah. I, like, my season like, used to be in New Road Stand and then like, it was like right in front. Uh, and... I remember, like, I don't think, like, I don't think, like, a lot of players could have panicked then, but it was, like, I just remember the way he kicked it, yeah, just looks so odd. To the ground, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, he was one of those players, though, like, I, I don't know how, but for some reason I knew that he was going to score in that moment, but you knew that he'd miss a sitter the next week. Yeah, but he had, like, he had the dog in him, didn't he? Like, yeah. he was so, so quick and, like, he just hustled those defenders. Like, he'd get in enough positions that he'd eventually score. Mm-hmm. That, do you remember that goal that he scored when the news broke about Warburton? It was Watford at home on a Tuesday night, I'm pretty sure. Mm. We were down to 10 men, I want to say. This is really testing my memory. Um, we lose the no game. fact-checking me on the GPG right we, lo- we lost that no, game. No, I think it was 1-1, I think. And uh, Andre Gray scored like one of the most amazing goals that I'd seen a striker score he like beats two people and just keeps going keeps going and then like smashes it into the top of the net on the right hand side of the Eden Road which oh, we're right going to get side. ripped to shreds yeah. on <laughs> no, this could be like the sake. complete wrong description but, uh, <coughs> I will check afterwards I remember a night game uh, against Watford early on in the championship was the season they went up and they had like some of the players they had were like yeah. I was just like oh my god what is the championship mm. like oh, they I had might Vidra, Vidra when he was like at the yeah, but they had a I can't remember who it was, but they had a couple like tricky wingers, and they just like they were just like obscenely good. Yeah, yeah. Compared to like, well, I think the away the reverse fixture we lost two one because I remember Vidra scored a, uh, an amazing volley from just like outside. <laughs> Vidra like one of those uh, championship strikers yeah. that like too good for championship. Yeah, but not, but not, not good, good enough for the Prem. Yeah. yeah, it's like Pookie. Uh, um, Dwight Gale. Yeah, Dwight Gale as well. Yeah. I remember when he played for Newcastle. Anyway, we're going off on a tangent again. <laughs> but yeah, no, good segment. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I like that one. Yeah. Hopefully I know the next one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the idea. I'm pretty, like, all the notable ones, I'll go back through and just pick one. At Maybe I'll, I'll flip it on you next week. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I'll be up for that. See if I can get you. Yeah, hopefully it's one of the games I just mentioned. <laughs> uh, we'll look, last bit of the podcast, look forward to Arsenal on Saturday. Um what can we expect from Saturday, realistically? You said something good before when it was just like a, it's a win-win. Yeah, <laughs> I said, what did I say? I said the upside is massive and the downside is not much. Yeah. Uh, m- m- the biggest downside is probably Gabriel running to change him and tweeting about us again. <laughs> Fucking rent-free and just bull dead. <laughs> um, clip that one up. No, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, we seem to be top six killers this mm. season but the only team that played us off the park all season was Arsenal they yeah. like they were mustered mm-hmm. that game I mean it didn't help there was like an early was it a Sunday it was Saturday it was a Saturday 12.30 yeah. yeah. so it was just like awful atmosphere I think they scored pretty early on uh, just completely managed the game I think Frank said in his post-match I'm pretty sure he said something like wow that, that's a really good team that just played oh us. I've been so impressed with them this season but yeah. then obviously they just come. They come. They lose that Everton game, oh, which is kind of was, yeah. It's kind of inevitable, but also they were they that that been that good and that Everton team was that poor. It was it was still it's still surprising. Yeah. And that, but then, like obviously they need to bounce back and beat us, get the point three points at home. But then City lost as well, so it's like yeah. it takes some of the the edge out of it. Hmm. Um, I think we'll be compact and I think yeah we'll be on the counter. But I think I mean Teta's. He's a good, he's a great manager. Yeah. Like he'll know our team like yeah. in and out, so he'll have some sort of plans for it. So yeah. 
we'll need another Frank masterclass to get something out of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it's it's like you said. If if we win, massive upside. If we lose, not really that arsed. It's Arsenal, they're the best team in the league by by far. I would say at their best, um, better than City. It it would have to take another masterclass to win. But you know, I wouldn't put it past him. I'm not, I'm not like going in thinking oh, we're going to get absolutely destroyed. Well, imagine how good that would feel. I know. Yeah, exactly. Got Arsenal and City <laughs> in one season, but the top two teams. Are they? I know. But we're basically the best team. But I remember, I remember sort of thinking to myself last season when we went to Arsenal, I was thinking, you know what, we could get a result. You know, we'd done them over with 2-0 in the first Yeah, game, I remember that. But we were just shocking. Like, Yeah, we, that, that was just finish. us playing badly. And w- yeah. when, Was that like March? Yeah, yeah. But I think we were still playing a bit of a, a weaker team. I mm. think you had to, assert maybe a certain surge, you cannot sit right back still <laughs> then. Um, hope he does well at Olympia, of course. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, I'm not too confident, but I mean, the City game kind of makes you believe is, yeah. and at least at this time I don't have to get up at 5am to get in exactly. the car Saturday, to go to Manchester. Yeah. yeah, I could just get the train into, into London. Great day out. I can't believe I'm missing it. It's so annoying. I My know. cousin is getting engaged. So How selfish of him. <laughs> I know, I know. Really should have had a look at the fixture list before he decided on an engagement party. Who even has an engagement yeah, it'd be like, party? It needs to be a bit more like my girlfriend has the Brentford calendar in her phone. Oh. What a touch. Liv, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Liv. <laughs> um, so, yeah, realistically, what are we, go, what are we going for? I, I, I don't really see anything but a loss. But 2 no loss. 2 but loss. Play well. Up them tricky bees. Exactly. It'd be a great day out. Um, Saturday, 3pm. Apparently, the Emirates is, like, actually good now, yeah, atmosphere-wise. So, like, I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Do you remember last year when we, when I think it was Niall made that guy cry? Were you there when in the away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, like, the, the guy was getting so rattled, even though they were, they were winning. Yeah, and then, and then, and then I, I was just, like, giving him abuse. And then I just see Ty from Arsenal Fan TV just walk out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's, like, the weirdest experience ever. Yeah. Everyone had left in, like, the 70th minute. And yeah. we just stayed just to watch Niall just abuse this guy. There, there was a point. There was a, he was getting so upset, I remember. He was literally on the verge of tears. But there was a, there was a point where I know everyone had left. And we'd, we'd just scored the first. And then I can't remember what it was. I think Janssen broke and Wissa had it in the middle. And it was kind yeah. of looking like we were getting towards a dangerous attack. And I thought we were going to have that moment that Spurs fans had when like half the ground had left. And like jumping <laughs> over the seats. <laughs> I thought we were going to have that moment. Hopefully, hopefully we get another one like that. I oh, mean, if the we FOMO get... for you. Oh, oh no. At least you're at City. That would be better though. I, City was, mm. I said it to my girlfriend. I was like, if we miss, imagine like we're in the car driving to Norwich. This is where the engagement party is, Norwich. Um, imagine we're in the car driving to Norwich and I hear a 90, 96th minute Tony winner. That's like, gotten... I don't know what. Well, I missed like, I missed Chelsea away last season. Yeah. I was just watching the goal notifications go in. And I just wanted to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like two one, three one, four. Oh no, it's so bad. Well, yeah, I think that'd be a good point to end on your on your tears. Hopefully, not no tears on Saturday. Oh, uh, I mean, we could lose five now. I won't cry. I'll just go yeah. back to the pub. Exactly. Um, the Elam Road podcast will be back on next week. Well, at some point next week, I think we should try to start recording them on Mondays. Um, bit but more, I know it's bit a bit more raw. Yeah, it's a bit more difficult. You know, all of us have got work commitments and stuff, and you know, we're, we just kind of try to do a day when we all can. Um, but you know, we can do it us too. So next week we will be back uh, at some point in the week. Hopefully, we could, we'll aim for a little bit earlier on. So yeah, um, I think that'll be it, and we will see you next week.
Podcast Network.